Welcome back to the Balance Bowly Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renthigpen. Always excited to be in the place with you today. Listen, everyone. Oh, honey. You know, it's just something different about a beautiful, brilliant, vivacious black woman showing up and showing up fully. Okay. There was just something a little bit different. Like we love all the people. We love people. We love love, but there is something magical about this. And this woman brings magical vibes for me all day long. Miss Mara Hall. She started way back in the day from visits on Oxygen Network and little clips here and there, all the way to stunting in major productions. We're talking Grey's Anatomy, Saints and Sinners, The Resident, Scandal. I mean, for real, like I could go on and on. Most recently, Ambitions, like, look, it's been a lot. She is stunting and growing and going and making sure she creates a multi-generational imprint for her daughter and everyone that comes from her line, starting with her honesty and her vulnerability and her truth. And not only sharing what she's been through, but also what she wants to protect other people from going through with this case of love bombing, which happens to be the title of her new book. Hint, hint, plug, plug. Listen, Mara, I am so grateful and honored that you carved out space and time for us today. I would love for you to share with everyone why you decided to be so honest and so transparent and so giving in your book and what it looks like for you today now that other people have access to it in real time. Nikita, oh my goodness. (laughs) Like, first of all, you cannot introduce me like that and pour into me and just like give me all my natural life and like straighten all of my edges in the in the in the process. Oh my God. First of all, sis, thank you for having me. You are a blessing from Jehovah Jireh. You are amazing dot com dot B I Z dot C O dot UK. You are the truth and <laughs> it will set you free. Like I, I just have to I just have to say that and I I'm just so happy that I've met you and you know this is our second conversation and you you are a blessing. Thank you. You really are and you. you know I really feel just to get to your question how I'm able to pour into and just be transparent. That's how I've always been. I'm a giver, just like you're a giver. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. pride myself in lifting as I climb and I always reach one teacher. I'm always, you know, trying to, to spread whatever knowledge, whatever wealth, whatever good news I have to my peers, my family, and even my foes. So when this experience happened to me, the only thing I knew what to do was to write about it and journal about it. But as I was journaling about it and started writing the book, I'm like, wait, I can help somebody else not go through this shit. So let me, let me, 
you know, turn my book into, you know, it's based on what happened to me, but also add things in the book that can guide someone on the path of righteousness to stay away from, you know, narcissists or, you know, toxic people. And Mm -hmm. that's what I did. And it's very, you know, daunting and it's very, you know, humbling at the same time because this period in my life was the lowest part of my life. You know, so how low can you go? Can you go all the way to the flow? That's where I was, like spiritually, mentally, physically. And all I knew what to do was write and hopefully can help and inspire somebody else, make it to the light at the end of the time. Well, you know, I feel from our previous conversations that when you're vulnerable, that's when you help the most people, but it's also how you shake shame from yourself. Because I truly feel as a clinician, as a balance and relationship advisor, as a trauma specialist, when people hold things in secret, because you know, as women, we are masterful at keeping things stuffed all the way down in the pocket ocean of our heart, it builds up. And it makes us want to hide and dim ourselves one way or another. So although you're a public figure and you're doing public figure things, there was a very huge entangled private battle that was happening on the, I won't even call it the backside, but the other side of the curtain where most people aren't privy to see. So it's easy for you to have done what most would. You know what? I'm going to stuff this down. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to keep it moving and act like nothing happened. And you decided what I believe is bold and brave to say, let me be reminded that that lesson wasn't just for me. It was a brutal lesson, but it wasn't just for me. It's not only going to help my daughter and her friends and her cousins and everyone who's righteously connected to her, but it'll help adult humans right now before my little person becomes a big person and really save some people from their mind when they question, is this really happening to me? Like, am am I really going through this? Because I know you had to go through the same thing. Like, this can't be real. And we give passes, right? We constantly give passes. And so I know a lot of what you are sharing through love bombing is reminders to yourself, like journaling to yourself, what is okay, what is not acceptable, what are the questions that are running through your mind? Is is this really real? Like all of those, but also being big enough to say, this isn't just being dealing with someone who's a narcissist. This is also someone who's a scammer. And sometimes we don't realize how whack that extra part can be when we got other things to do. Yes. Or just, you know, being a scammer and just taking advantage of a woman is going through a divorce. That's a single mom during a global pandemic. Who does that? Right. You And why would you do something like that? And just at the time, it's, it's like, you don't know that you're going through a scam session. You don't know that you're going through a con artist. You right. think that this person is telling the truth because naturally you're a kind hearted person. You're giving, you're, mm-hmm. you're righteous. And you would think that other people are like that too, but no, it, it, it was a, a reality call that and a reality check that, you know, there's some really demonic people in our society that take advantage of the good people. And when you see those signs initially, you literally have to advocate for yourself and say, yo, I see you. We're not going to do this. Yeah. Get away from Satan. Absolutely. Before we get into what I think is a powerful part of the 
the back of your book, the latter part, because it's not just a a space to point out all the pain. It's also to show the triumph and the journey and the healing that comes when you're unlocking the treasures of self-love, which is the, the subtitle right, of the book. Before we get into that, do you mind sharing some of the signs that were happening that you didn't see in real time and it kind of came with reflection once you allowed yourself to see the other things? Like what were some of those early things that were happening for you that you just ignored at first? Like, oh, you know what? This this isn't that deep. It's not really like that before it started to add up. The the first red flags that I saw was the love bombing stage Mm -hmm. where everything is, is new. Everything is grandiose. Everything is, I love you. Everything is, I'm calling you a million times a day. I'm texting you all day. I'm telling you you're beautiful. You're the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, You're an amazing person. I can't live without you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. All of that moving very, very fast. Uh, I ignored it. And some of my friends even told me that Mara, you don't know this guy. Like, what, what what's going on? Like, I think it's moving too fast. And they tried to warn me and I didn't necessarily listen to them. I was like, why wouldn't he love me? Why wouldn't he be all in me? I'm amazing. You know, I know that's right. Which is true, but mm-hmm. love and relationships don't move that fast. So that was the, the first thing that I ignored. Then it was every time there was a problem, you know, with his finances or what he was doing in his career, I'm solution based in my approach. I would always have a solution to, okay, well, if you don't have this money or if you don't have X, Y, and Z, then you can do this. Yeah. Didn't want to hear that. Didn't want to hear a solution. Everything was always a continual problem, always a continual problem. So then when he finally came to visit me, um, I just noticed that there, there were some distance things or something wasn't right. Uh, mm-hmm. We went on a, a, um, a, not a nature hike, but a, a, a sound bowl meditation. And we had to walk a long distance to get to like this beautiful picturesque mm-hmm. waterfall area here in the Atlanta area. And wow. he was very, very upset because he was messing up his Jordans walking through the the forest or whatever. And I was like, this is not that serious. Like he was flaming furiously mad, like could not get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, he got to the place and the practitioner, you know, he's trying to calm him down. I mean, he was livid like the whole time, couldn't get out of it. And I was like, what is this? Up? This is, this doesn't add up. That doesn't make any sense. No one is going to get that mad because they're messing up some shoes. Right. So that was another, that was another red flag, like just very extreme personality traits or extreme mm-hmm. emotions for something that's not called for. And then just Something in my spirit just told me that this person is not the right person for me. And I said that to him. I was like, you know, I, I don't know if we're vibing because of that whole, you know, emotional thing that he did. And then, you know, you're not very chivalrous. You're not very gentlemanly. And I said those things to him and he immediately started to change them. Like, just instantly. And I was like, oh, okay. So that was another sign that, oh, I still have to hook her. So let me do what I got to yes. do. So those were the the initial red flags that I saw. And, you know, after that, it just always, we didn't get along. It was arguments all the time. And he was causing arguments all the time. And it didn't make any sense. 
And every time I would try to find a solution, it, there was never a solution. Right. What mm-hmm. I'm what I'm hearing because I'm really visual, so I'm I'm also seeing and kind of like painting diagrams and things in my head. I'm a little special spice. Don't judge me. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm I'm literally seeing this this graphic of your spirit, your discernment trying to come out and say, Mm-mm, this healing path that we're on right now, that's why he's vexed. It ain't about, it's not about them sneakers. Mm-hmm. It's because, you know, demons don't like to walk amongst anything where there is light, right? Like you mm-hmm. and not saying that everyone who's dealing with narcissistic personality disorder is a demon. That's what I'm saying. In this particular case, after what? having private conversations with you, I know you were dealing with someone who was very special. And, and not my kind of special, a different kind of special. And when you have that kind of evil in you where you would target someone to deliberately torture them emotionally, verbally, all the things that was being ousted in that moment. So he he focused on his sneakers. But I believe that path that you guys were walking in the sound bowl meditation through the wa- waterfall and all that is because he was riled up because he felt the healing, the goodness. It was like, mm, not for me because he wasn't ready to receive it. And that it was like a, a visual battle that was happening on a metaphysical level is what I saw kind of painted as you were talking. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was wild. I know you went through some serious, some serious things and... I know that you are still in the journey of healing because we all are, right? No matter how many years of mastery, of coaching, mentoring, counseling, all the things, new level, new challenge, new armor, but also a new learning period to train in that armor. And Mm -hmm. part of what you also share in the book is about the unlocking the treasures of self-love. So what does self-love look like for you when you're you know, navigating through some of those challenges, especially because you are also a public figure. Self-love is, first of all, knowing who you are, mm-hmm. knowing what you are, mind, mind, body, and soul from the beginning and knowing your worth. Mm-hmm. Once you realize who you are and where you stand and whose child you are, a king's child, Come God's on. child, uh, then you won't tolerate anything that's not loving up on you. Mm-hmm. And you create your own boundaries. You know exactly what you're going to tolerate and what you're going to deal with. So that's the first thing, knowing thyself. Um, two, just working every day to become a better Mara, yeah. you know, whatever that is. I never stop. I can't stop. I won't stop Rockefeller Records. I'm always trying to be a better actress, a better mom, a better person, a better daughter. If you know better, you do better. And I'm always looking for ways just to grow and just to elevate. Yeah. You know, so self-love is just a process of developing a new point of reference and coming out of said comfort zones or letting go of childhood trauma or adult trauma, early adult trauma and getting rid of people who are not good for you. Okay. Who are not loving up on you the way that you love up on them, you know, reciprocating what you're giving out and knowing what type of people you have around you, knowing where they are and knowing what type of relationship it is and compartmentalizing those said relationships or friendships. All of that is self-love, but also 
just taking time to breathe yeah and to and to sleep and to relax and meditate and pray all mm-hmm. of that is self love for me Absolutely. I mean, you tied in, you know, one of my favorite questions to ask all of our feature experts, which is how do you give yourself permission to pause? And you really answered it. But I guess I'll ask, is there a a special way that you like to model the parts of the pause that you're willing to share with your daughter? Like, is there something a mommy and me day, you know, nail time, spy time? I know she's really, really little, but is there something that you like to do that kind of ingrains in her that it's okay to slow down and not be a busy bee in this moment? Yes. Well, we have mommy and me days all the time, but what I really love doing is going to new restaurants and she mm. loves going to restaurants. And for me, for mommy, mommy is going to have an adult beverage. She's going to have a nice <laughs> crafted cocktail. Um, <laughs> that's what mommy's going to do. But just like letting her see, you know, the wor- world of food and the world mm. of restaurants and fine dining at an early age. She's been, we've been doing this ever since she was born. Ever since mm. maybe three months, I would always take her to the restaurant because a part of self-love is also taking a mommy day every day of the week if I have the funds I always take a day out for myself just Mm -hmm. to rejuvenate to 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 recline to relax and just get into me and take away a day away from her as well Mm -hmm. uh because you know I'm a self uh a single mother and you know it's it's difficult so Mm -hmm. I definitely take time for myself but also passing on to her you know that it's good to to look good and feel good. Self-love and taking time for her that I'm passing on her fitness. Yes. Like my parents didn't really share with me fitness. And so me and Marley, my, that's my daughter's name, we go running together. So nice. we'll run around the neighborhood and we'll get our exercise on and she loves to do that. So spending time with her in that aspect, our restaurant times, when she gets of age, definitely spa days because I know she's going to get her nails done and toes done. That's going to be that's going to be a part of our routine. <laughs> so. yeah, I mean, look at her mother. You sharp from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. I can imagine. She's like, me too. Hello. <laughs> as soon as I can. Look. So thank you. I think that the modeling of what you're doing with and with your daughter and for yourself, which is ultimately for her, because Absolutely. when you're filled up and fueled, you have plenty to overflow into her and mm-hmm. you, you don't have to maneuver as so many parents do in resentment because, right. you know, we love our kids. We jump in front of a truck or a bullet for our kids. We don't always like them. And their little right. tantrums and attitudes and, and all of it. And mine is 26 and almost 22. And I still be like, listen, no, I need <laughs> mommy need a timeout. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need time out. So everybody lives and thrives. I need time out, <laughs> which is the equivalent of that. I'm going to have some time away from you for however many hours so I can rejuvenate myself and be reminded of how powerful I am when you were draining me from your tantrum or your talking back or whatever mode of life that they were going through at the time. So I feel you on that. And I appreciate that you know enough about yourself to know that this isn't just a okay, I went through something really challenging. Now let me helicopter my kid and, and hide in my, my business and hide in my profession and, you know, pretend that I didn't really just go through a traumatic event. Like I appreciate that because we need more warriors like yourself that are willing to be stealth and soft, but very intentional about how you move. So I appreciate that, Mar. No, I, and I appreciate you saying that because 
I was talking to my cousin the other day about the fact that I, the past three years have been very traumatic where I moved across country from Los Angeles to Atlanta for ambitions and ambitions was canceled. And then we had the, the global pandemic. I went through a divorce and all while being a single mom to my daughter. And then this, this love bombing incident. So a lot has gone on and at the same time, I think a lot of times I'll just power through it, just moving on to the next and, you know, can't stop, won't stop. But at the same time, I'm proud of myself because I've also gotten counseling. You know, I've had several counselors and uh, several uh, therapists and and mental health professionals that have helped me through getting through all of this the best yes. way that I can. And I've also searched out methods and and approaches to get better and to be a better person every day. I love it. I mean, you know, I, I can and I will be talking to you more often because, you know, yeah. I can talk to you forever, ever, ever. Where can people get access to this book, not only for themselves, but also to buy a couple extra copies so they can share with some special, awesome people that may not necessarily see everything that they need to see in that moment. They could be covered with the blinders in that moment. Where can they get your book and share it? So you can purchase Love Bombing, How to Avoid Narcissists and Scammers and Unlock the Treasures of Self-Love on my website, which is www.lovebombingthebook.com. Once again, that's www.lovebombingthebook.com. It will also be available on Amazon and many of the other retail uh, retail places like Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and things of that nature once we get closer to the release date. That is so awesome. This is definitely timely for so many reasons. No matter when you guys are hearing this episode, because, you know, we believe in evergreen. This is content that doesn't expire. I'm so grateful that no matter when you are listening to the show, you are hearing it right on time, whether it be for you or someone that you know needs it. You don't have to send it with no explanation. There's a beautiful note. The book cover is sharp. And like, here you go. Take this. I love you. Goodbye. Read it. And we can have some chat time, some tea time, some wine time, you know, whatever we need to talk about what's in there. Because this no, is very time. much needed. Right? Yeah. It's that wine time. One time for two, Alex. One time for the wine time. I like it. Right. I'm so grateful for you, Mar, to call out this time. I know you have a very full schedule. I know you got a flight to catch. Thank you so much. We appreciate you here at the BBP. Thank you for having me, BBP. And Miss Nikita, you are a blessing from the heavens. Thank you. I receive and I reciprocate. I know how this works. Listeners, thank you so much for always tuning in and being focused. I know some of y'all on y'all Peloton or doing your beautiful nature walks at the same time. It's all good. Just make sure that when you take a seat, you come back to this episode and you think of at least two or three people that you can share this with that need to hear it. Also, we have Mars contact information down for her Instagram. Make sure you also share that with someone. She has some really good IG lives and stories that she pops out and she's very intentional about the information that she shares there. So make sure you connect and follow and share with her there as well. And my only other request as I ask you to do every single episode, 
is make sure that you enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly. 